Hello, everybody. It is Christy Smallwood, and you are officially listening to Small Talk with Smallwood. Kind of makes sense. I was trying a couple of different names, you know, Chronicles with Christy or Conversations with Christy, Coffee with Christy, Cocktails with Christy, and then I was like, no, you actually drink too much there, because then I'd have to go pee all the time, and I wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you. Or talk to a guest speaker whenever I have them on. So by popular demand, because I put it out on Facebook for other people to have some input, it is going to be Small Talk with Smallwood. So with that, um, Eddie Bobbitt, you're welcome. This was Eddie's idea a long time ago. And so Eddie Bobbitt with Camp Quality, Kentuckiana, um, super great guy, really awesome Um organization that helps kids with cancer just go to camp and be kids again every year. So it's a year-round support system for those families. If anybody's ever interested in finding out more about that, connect with me because I'll be happy to get you plugged in with them. So Small Talk with Smallwood is going to be kind of random conversations, either something that I'm sharing personally uh, from what I've learned in the week or what I've done with business or uh, did something new or random stuff, my thoughts on what's going on in the world. And I'm also going to include guest speakers randomly. I don't have an official plan for this thing yet, so we'll see how it all goes. But I want to start practicing so that I can be consistent. I did the same type of thing a few years ago with a video series I called Two Cent Tuesdays. And so I would pick a topic and give you my two cents on it. And lo and behold, a couple great things happened from that. One, I got very, very practiced at being in front of the camera, watching myself in front of the camera. So I now know how my facial reactions work on camera or not. (laughs) I tend to have this resting, not so happy face, basically the resting bitch face. And if I'm not paying attention, I could come across as looking very hateful when I'm talking. So I know I have to be a little bit more animated now. So it's a good practice for me. Uh, Most people will do it that way nowadays with the whole advent of being a YouTube star, which I have zero plans to do. But the other thing was, is that it was really strange to me that people gravitated to wanting to hear opinions or what I was thinking about certain topics versus me training something in business. So I'm going to do this as part of the practice for me to be able to have conversation wrapped around specific kind of topics. It's going to be random, but I've, I've, I do have a couple of notes to start with. I'm not silly about it. Um, so this week I, I learned something additional about myself. I kind of already knew it, but just totally confirmed. I can't handle clutter for long periods of time. It does not help me. I, when I, I've kind of had the crud this week, and when I say the crud, this weather is on my ever loving last nerve. My body loves to react to weather. When the sun is shining, we're all as happy and as excited as possibly can be, and I am ready to take on the world. When it's cloudy, overcast, I literally feel like a blanket has also covered me and I just want to stay in bed all day. It's not really depression, but it's the, it, there is a term for it, seasonal affective disorder. I don't consider it necessarily a disorder until it disrupts my productivity, which has been happening a lot lately because 
around here, it has been overcast and cloudy, rainy, kind of dreary, 90% of the time over the last month. And so it becomes a challenge this time of year to kind of get myself out of that. So I've added in daylight bulbs for some lamps. Um, that makes this my office surprisingly different. They're, it's just they're different. Um, definitely diffusing some essential oils. I get up every 15 minutes and walk the floors because I, I work from a home office. So I'm making sure I'm, I'm walking a little bit more. I drink more water. I'm trying all kinds of tips and tricks. But this week has been real hard because I also have the crud. I apparently don't even get to go outside at all and play this year because if I stand outside for 10 minutes and come inside the next day, my sinuses are all out of whack. And when I say out of whack, it's drain. Like, you know what I'm talking about. It's drainage. I'm coughing. I, well, I got the half of a fever. It needs to make up his mind. I have a headache. I, you name it. So it kind of saddens me because I really wanted to build up some stamina to be outside so I can go walking and all that good stuff. Well, you know, best laid plans. So this week I have had the crud and it's been one of those kind of just coughing, awful cruds. So I apologize that I already sound like I have a frog in my throat because, you know, byproduct of such. I'm sitting in my office. I have the crud. It's overcast every day. And I'm looking around this office and I'm like, this, this is driving me crazy too. Because I'd been going at like 100 miles an hour lately trying to get some things in place, um, reinvented with my, within my business. My business technically got rebooted at the beginning of the year, which makes it a brand new business. So if any of you guys out there have ever started a new business, I'm still in the honeymoon phase, which means that first year really revenue wise sucks, man. It is hard. <clears throat> it's not impossible. So I'm doing all kinds of things to get my programming solid. I throw things out there. People don't respond. That program is solid. Nobody bought it. Marketing sucks. So I got to go back and see how I've marketed it and make all those changes. Like basically I'm 100 miles an hour, which means I got stacks of things I'll get to later laying around this office. And so I actually decided <clears throat> if I would just clean off this shelf that is at eye level in front of me in my office, I probably would feel like I could think a little bit better. So I did it. I totally cleaned it. And this shelf actually is right where my whiteboard goes. And so I took everything down off my, you know, wiped my whiteboard clean and I cleaned off that shelf. And what do you know? I could actually feel like I can think again. So the clutter that just piles up everywhere, not on purpose, but by accident. I come from a long line of pack rats. And so I've worked really, really hard in my life to have a lot of open, clean space because I don't collect a lot of stuff. Um, but the things that I end up collecting are like books and DVDs. And I have like hundreds of books around here. And that's not even all that I've ever had. I've gotten rid of a ton of stuff over the years, but I still have like little mini libraries in every room. I have shelves of stuff everywhere that has a lot of books. And if, if you 
are one of those like me that have a lot of, basically I could fill a, a, a half of a library is what it feels like. That can pile up real fast. Add on binders for everything that I do, for every organization that I'm a part of and separating out projects. So there's a binder for everything. There's a binder for different clients, my ongoing clients. I, they have binders. My one-off clients, my my individual coaching stuff, they they have their own pile. I've got <laughs> I've got stuff to create my online courses and my my trainings and my keynote speeches and there's there's stacks and stacks of things everywhere, even a stack of stuff that I want to get to personally, like retyping the family history binder that starts in like 1685. Yeah, my great grandma was real good about that kind of stuff. But my great grandma, my gra- great grandpa, actually, that place was an explorer kid dream. Dora the Explorer would have loved this place. It was so packed full of anything and everything you could possibly imagine. Because they went through the Great Depression. And so my great-grandparents, when they were still alive and they had the house, they just, they kept everything and reused it over and over. I would explore the basement. And there would be this tabletop radio that still had the... um. They looked like bulbs, but I I don't know the right, I'm not thinking of the right term, but the transistors that were in this radio, I I didn't even know it was a radio because I didn't know what those things looked like. It was, it was an exploring, adventurous little kid's dream. But as you grow up and become an adult, stuff like that now gets on my nerves. I can't have things like that laying around. I used to work with an auctioneer and we'd walk into homes of people for estates of that type of stuff. We'd walk in and we'd see they had been a hoarder and you couldn't barely get through the house. And it's like, where do you start picking up stuff to go through things? Oh my gosh. It's sensory overload for me at times. And so I know now for sure, if I would just keep my things clean, I could think better even if I don't feel good. So if I had the crud, it just helps for me to have my environment around me cleaned up. Now, mind you, some of these stacks have been here since like, oh, July. I really needed to get to that. And I'm not even going to bring up business cards. Holy moly, I have a tub of business cards. And when I say a tub, it's literally a dishpan tub full of business cards from the start. I probably need to get rid of 99% of them because they're not current, but I don't want to throw people away. I I know, I know, I know. You're probably saying to it right now, Christy, just cut the ties, just, just toss them, add them back as you meet them again. If they were important, they'd still communicate. You're absolutely right. However, it's still hard. So it's one of those things that I just need to like take the tub and dump it and don't even look at it again. I've done that when I purged from a house to moving in with some friends to to start a business in the first place. There were certain things that over time, once I got to this new apartment, I went, you know what? I haven't even opened that box. I don't even need to know what's in it. Like it needs to go. I'm tired of carrying this box of unknown items around for the past 10 years. It's, it's got to go. 
So being able to release some of that, I still have some things to, to kind of cut the ties with, but I ain't ready. So they're still in the tub, but it's in the closet, so I don't see it. So it's not creating clutter. I at least have them organized in the closet once I can, you know, update everything in my CRM, which is a whole nother. I just, I need to hire people to help me with certain things. So that's been a little bit of this week is how, how to even think when I don't feel good and I'm already overwhelmed with business life in general, because right now that's the thing, that's my biggest focus in life is growing my business and coming to terms with why do I even want to do it? Because if you own a business, you're kind of crazy anyway, because it's not, not the easiest thing in the world to do. And I help other people grow their businesses and I'm pretty good at it. I've had some really good successes out there. And sometimes, unfortunately, I have to break them to then shake them up like a glow stick. I used that phrase one time and I really liked it. It's kind of funny, but it's true. It's sad, but it's true. Um, There are times when you have to have hard conversations about things to be able to move things forward. So think of like this whole decluttering thing. Whenever you're cleaning kitchen cabinets, oh, back in the day, when you have to like reorganize or you have to purge out the old stuff that is no longer usable or it's expired. So let's say clean out the fridge. Let's, let's narrow it down to the refrigerator. If you want to eat healthy, get rid of the, the stuff that's no longer healthy for you. So you have to clean it out to be able to put the good stuff in and move forward. So part of strategy really is decluttering. And part of strategy too, especially for business owners, is if there is a block for us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, relationship-wise, if that block has become a hindrance to growth, you need to take a sledgehammer to it and break that shit up. And it's not a fun process. Nobody ever said confrontation was fun. Confrontation with yourself or with anybody else is never fun, but it's necessary to be able to continue to move life forward. If you really want to create and design, you know, design your life, live your best life now. Well, if you don't do the work, you're not going to get it to move forward. So sometimes it can be hard. I had that situation this week and I've apologized profusely because I followed the energy on something and it broke them and we cried and, you know, but now we're having good conversations. We've opened up that conversation of where we really want to go from here. So that's another little bit like sometimes it's not fun or easy to declutter a situation. You know, sometimes you go through the the memories of stuff that you touch and sometimes you got to let stuff go to be able to move it forward. I'm still not getting rid of those business cards yet. I will one of these days. I think in my head, I'm probably searching for somebody within my cards. And I just need to literally go through every single card and say goodbye to that person or hello. I, I don't know, but that that is a job for 2019. So something else I, I did notice like in the world today, in, uh, not necessarily today, but this week, in the world this week, is the laying to rest of our 41st president, George H.W. Bush. And I watched 
um, George W.'s eulogy, uh, most of it anyway. And it was so beautifully done by a son who very much loved and respected his dad, admired his dad. And, you know, nobody's going to ever have perfect relationships, but to have somebody say that kind of stuff and even point out, you know, certain faults and the fact that he brought up broccoli cracked me up and everybody else did. I mean, when it becomes one of those most obvious things in the world, <laughs> you've embarrassed yourself internationally because you quote unquote choked on a piece of broccoli. This is not the, not, not the most fun thing to be remembered for. And his son brings it up in his eulogy. I think it was very well done and very funny, still very relational, very human moment that the entire world has just joined in the respect of George H.W. Bush. And looking back on his life and all that he was a part of and accomplished and uh, I don't, I mean, I'm looking through some information here on the web about, uh, on wiki, on, on the wiki. I, I didn't, I never realized that he served because of Pearl Harbor and he chose to postpone going to college to serve his country and to have, to have that, you know, be one of our leaders. Like I'm, I'm now a lot more respectful of of President Bush in that sense too. He was president at a time that I was still in high school. And I remember the, um, I believe it was Desert Storm. And, you know, we were at war and like, how is this going to affect my life as a, a college or not college? Um, well, yeah, I went to college, but, you know, in high school, like what was my future going to be like? Because now we're in this war. Like you start to come to an awareness of there's stuff out there in the world. We didn't have, <clears throat> at that point in time, the internet was not in Washington County. So I grew up in a very rural area and we didn't have the internet access. We didn't have the bombardment of all the information that everybody does nowadays. Like nothing was available to me on my fingertips. I stewed on it all day until you got home and you watched the news kind of thing. And so back in that just 1992, uh, dating myself, it was, it was a worrisome time, you know? So the fact that he, he got us through that, uh, got us through a lot of, of other things that I still am not very aware of, but some cool things. One, the love that he had with his wife, Barbara was just like this so epic romance like they loved each other to the very very end like his desire once she passed was just to be able to hold her hand again I want to be loved like that just throwing that out there if somebody can't you need to love somebody like that and that doesn't come natural like that takes commitment and effort to really know each other on a deeper level. And the fact that they had so many years of marriage was amazing and something to really aspire to. I don't have that many years left, but it would be nice to have at least five of those kind of years. I'm just asking for five. That'd be great. The other cool thing that I found out 
was that I had no idea. Um, I did know. I was proud to say I did know that uh, President George H.W. and George W., father-son presidents, were not the first set. We actually had, they were the second pair to serve as president. So the first pair was John Adams and John Quincy Adams way back in the day. Um, but I did not know that George H.W. Bush, he was 94 years old. I knew that 94 and 171 days, making him the longest lived president in U.S. history. That's amazing. Now, you know, I'm not sure if I want to live quite that long, but that is still pretty daggone amazing. So the life that he lived, because I remember talking to my great grandma when she was probably about the same age about what her life was like when she was a child and what all she still remembered. And the stories that she would tell me just by going from Evansville to Louisville by steamboat, like, oh, my God, seriously. And of course, I still I can't get my head wrapped around it, but she'd go down to the bottom level to go to the bathroom and it was an open floor so that, you know, when you did your business, it went straight to the river. And I was like, how do people not fall in that way? Like, how does that work? And the boat doesn't. I know there's some great engineering there somewhere, but she always loved to tease me about my confusion and my curiosity about how steamboats worked when you had to go to the bathroom. So the life that our president lived was just wonderful. And I loved watching the respect that he was shown from coast to coast all the way to the end. And just seeing the videos of people with the, um, the rail going by and through the towns and having even the, the, the high school pet bands playing the song hail to the chief and things like that. That's, that's cool Americana to me. That's patriotic. That's what makes me feel good about America. That moment that we can stop and show respect for somebody who served in the office of president. And I am not even going in the direction of talking about politics because I get way too worked up way too fast. So part of living a really long, healthy life like that is also being able to try new stuff. So I know for me, I will get stuck in a rut of doing the same thing all the time. I appreciate having a rhythm to making sure I'm productive and I'm getting work done and things are moving out the door and hopefully people are buying my services. And sometimes I need to take a break and I'm working my way into making that a rhythm too on the weekends. But I need to make sure I incorporate new stuff, like continue to keep my creativity flowing. And the best way to do that is to try something I've never done before. I used to have, when I worked uh, at KFC back in the day, it was a home to work, home to work, home to work situation. So I lived an hour away. And whenever you drive an hour to work in the mornings and you drive an hour home, it's kind of hard to fit in other stuff. So my church activity was actually halfway between uh, Louisville and home, which was halfway between Fredericksburg and Salem. So my church was in Greenville. So anytime I did church activities, it was just on the way home. Most days until Sunday, of course, and then I only had to go the halfway. But I made a pact with myself that while I was in Louisville, I would take a new road 
every week. So start to learn Louisville and, and Floyd County and, um, cause I already knew Washington County and Orange County. So I just started learning these other counties. I would just take a new road once a week and I've gotten away from doing that. I don't know why. I actually do know why, because then I end up road tripping for a half a day sometimes is what it feels like. And I just don't have that kind of time to spare at the moment, but I did try something new this week. I enjoy cooking, not every day, but when I lighten up, I enjoy cooking. So I fixed for the very first time a Kentucky hot brown with the original recipe from the Brown Hotel. And you can find it for yourself on the Brown Hotel's website because it is perfect. It was so yummy. I had enough that I had leftovers for the next day. I was so thankful for that because what do you do with turkey after Thanksgiving? Make hot browns. And so I had been looking forward to that. That was something I had planned. Um, did my little research. I was nervous. I procrastinated because like not everybody fixes a really great hot brown, but I now know. And it was really, really good. And I like getting creative like that. So Find something that's going to help fit your creative juices. Do something new for yourself every once in a while. And you'd be pretty surprised at what happens for yourself. It doesn't have to be cook something new. But I, I'm actually going to look into getting my bartending license because I think I want to become a mixologist. I want to experiment with new things, new flavors. And I have friends that tease me because I have way too many condiments in my kitchen fridge. Um... I like flavor and it's probably why I'm so big, but I do like sugar-free stuff too. I, I, you can do a lot with keto, believe it or not. So I've been very excited lately about, um, everything that's going to be happening for 2019, all of the stuff that I want to do for myself, I want to do for others and definitely have a good kingdom investment. And if you don't know what that means, we'll, we'll chat about that later. But I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me to listen to this podcast for uh, Small Talk with Smallwood. This is going to be a really cool project for me over time to kind of see where it goes and what happens. And and uh, I really would love to have everybody connect with me. I want to know your thoughts on these things. What were your impressions of our 41st president of what what kind of things do you do to declutter or do you not mess with it and what's something new that you've done lately that has just really created some some good juices flowing for you building up the energy and and what do you do to get out of your slumps with this weather because this stuff is about on my ever last nerve seriously so with that though I do thank you so much for joining me on this podcast with Small Talk with Smallwood. Catch you again later.